Dang it. Hello, welcome to the Dina Joe podcast. I am DJ Dina Joe, your friend coming to you from the My City, Colorful, Colorado. Thank you so much for joining the show today. You all are the best. If you're listening on the download, thank you, thank you, thank you. Hit that follow button so you can join this live sometime on your Monday, Wednesday, and Friday. 45 a.m. Mountain Standard Time, and I have the best people in, excuse me, in the chat. Thank you for your continued love, support, like, shares, and downloads. All right, today is Motivational Monday. Um, some motivational stories, trending, and music double play on Monday. Um, so it is Monday, October 16th. Golly, believe. This year is just gone by so fast. Um, it's insane. It's crazy. Um, and tomorrow, oh shoot, tomorrow I'm not going to be here, and it's going to be um, hi, Mike Tampa Bay uh, Austin's birthday, which is one of um, Bam Bam's offsprings. <laughs> uh, uh, he. Um, is he the oldest, the oldest one? Um, so it is his birthday tomorrow. So I wanted to play him a little happy birthday since I'm not going to be here tomorrow. So happy birthday, Austin. Welcome, JSTZWNMJ. Happy 
happy birthday, Austin. Happy early birthday. Happy birthday. I hope that you get everything that you want and that you have a great day. I know that you're surrounded by wonderful people. So I know you all have a great day. So, ah, don't play again. All right. So let's start with, oh, no, that's not supposed to play yet. Oh. Well, that's coming up, um, sadly. And so again, Monday, October 16th, today in Denver, um, gosh, it's so cold all of a sudden. Um, I wish I would, didn't, I don't know what is wrong with me, why I'm always so cold. 38 degrees, clear, but we'll have a high of 72. Um, for British Columbia, Kimberly, British Columbia, for Ryan, it is 45 cloudy, partly sunny skies with a high of 59. And then for my family over there, well in Ontario, Austin, for your birthday, I hope the sun comes out and it stops raining. Um, cold and wet, wet, wet. Yeah, still, I know I have, it says light rain, but you've been having it all weekend. 49 cloudy, light rain is expected throughout the day, a high of 56. Um, and for my handsome friend in shiny pants and shirts in BP in Elwood, Pennsylvania, 49 and cloudy again. Um, I thought I saw in there too that it might be rainy, but it says sunny skies with cloud. Expect highs of 55. And then for um, my friends in um, Arizona, they have some nice weather. Well, let's see. Tucson, 64 and clear. Sunny skies, high of 95. Um, and Phoenix, 70 clear, expect sunny skies, high of 101. And BP Saints, overcast to here. Where are you, Mike? Uh, 49 sunny where I'm at. There you go. You're reading my mind. I can't remember where you're at, Mike, Maryland. I know you're not in Tampa Bay anymore. At the moment, you're making your way back there. Oh, Elk, oh, Elk 10, Maryland. Okay. I'll need to write that down. And change some of this elk ton Maryland. All right. Um, give you some weather. You were always the weather guy. You were always the man with the weather voice. Um, so remember today, um, if you have a positive story that you would like to tell or share, um, today's the day to do it um, on motivational Mondays. But and until then, um, I have the word of the day and a lot of the, I tell you when I write these they are for me um, as much as they are for you so I'm hoping that they're able to help hi June 31 help you as much um, as I'm trying to get them in my brain <laughs> okay so the word is hope um, a feeling of expectation and desire for a certain thing to happen um, um, a couple well I have one quote it's by Maya Angelou, and, and she writes, God puts rainbows in clouds so that each of us in the dreariest and most dreaded moments can see a possibility of hope. And I thought that was beautiful. I love that. And every time I see a rainbow, I'm going to try to remember that. So hope. Um, what are the benefits on mental and physical health? And can hope make you more resilient to adversity and help you live happier? I believe so. In general, hope is a positive wish for things to improve and a positive expectation for a better future. The belief that something good will happen. 
Um, a hope gives us a reason to keep fighting while trusting um, that better days will come despite the uncertain nature of our lives. And hope reminds us that things towards the things we have a strong belief in. Hope is so important that because it helps us to cope with difficult times, achieve goals, and live a more fulfilling life and reduce the risk of mental despair. Um, and let's break it down a little bit. So if you're coping with difficult times, hope helps you keep you motivated and positive when facing challenges. It can also help you find meaning in your experiences and be less likely to give up in the face of difficulty. High hopes people have been shown to cope better with injuries, severe arthritis, chronic fatigue syndrome, and even cancer. Um, helping to achieve your goals. So hope helps you to set realistic goals and work towards achieving them. It also helps you continue when you are faced with setbacks. Living a fulfilled life. Hope can help you find happiness in life while struggling with adversities. And with mental despair, it has been shown that people with low hope are more likely to experience anxiety and depression, to name a few. And it is the opposite for those with hope. They have higher levels of happiness and well-being. Having hope is an essential part of being human. It gives us the motivation to create a better future. It allows us to look beyond what exists and find potential to promise in what lies ahead. Hope is, um, hope is a way of thinking or a state of being, which means that hope can be taught. It involves taking action towards a goal. A goal. It involves optimism, motivation, and um, strategy. With practice, you can develop a hopeful attitude, which will improve your mental and physical health. Uh, oh, hi, Fluffy. Good to see you. Here is a little, uh, you know, when they break down words, um, the first letter of each word for hope. Um, I have H is having faith. O is optimism despite the odds. P is perseverance through pain. E is everything will work out in the end. If you start to lose hope, just remember that you are not alone. Um, you've got this. I believe in you. So, yeah, that's hope for you. There you go. <laughs> so, um, I hope that you can find hope. I try to every day. That's, you know, what gets me through. I could have given up a long time ago. Uh, like hope however hard it is when you're going through it um, just surround yourself with people so again if um, anything good happened to you or you want to share a motivating story um, feel free to call in if not then I am going to get on with the ones that I found um, so let me turn off this music um, so for the first one I found was just you know the little things that we can do uh, to help people um, are, it's just, you know, it's worth it. Uh, in this story, here it is, it's about an Amazon driver who went an extra miles um, when he was delivering packages. Um, he saw some teenagers uh, taking what he thought were like prom, you know, dance pictures. And one of the kids was like messing around with his tie and he couldn't get his tie right. So um, 
he went over and helped this poor kid with his tie. And um, it's just a sweet story. It's something so simple. It, he didn't, it didn't cost him anything, but his time to be able to go and say, hey, you know, let me help you out here. Let me help you look a little bit better. So let's see if it comes up. Should come up. Why isn't it playing? Aww. All right. So that driver there it goes. in to help. And as I said, it was all caught on camera. Here's Fox's Anthony Ponce. And I just want to say thank you. And uh, you made it look good for the night. Right before the Marist High School homecoming dance, Luke Breyer's tie didn't look quite right. So my dad just did it. Kind of, it was still like kind of long. Just as Luke and his friends were taking pre-dance photos in Mount Greenwood, an Amazon delivery driver noticed the too long tie and stepped in. He kindly removed Luke's tie, and then the master went to work, executing what Fox 32 men's fashion experts believe was an extra fat double Windsor knot customized for Luke's exact height to send him off to the dance style. The tie looks wrong, like, let me redo your tie, redo the tie. How did it look after the Amazon driver fixed you up? Better, way, way better. He did a way better job than I could. I, as you can see, I ain't no style. So. <laughs> and that's <laughs> his dad. I ain't got no style. He, he made it, like, kind of shorter. And so, like, it was, like, fatter at the top. And just, yeah, it's just, like, a nice style. You know, just kind of just doing his job. He's seen, the, seen a, a guy in need, and he, he helped out, and I couldn't be at a... More happy for him and um, my son. A random act of kindness. They made this young man seeing your homecoming dance that much more special. See, it's little things like that. Just little things. It didn't cost this guy anything, but knowing how to tie a tie, which I don't have any idea how to do. Is that sad? I've never tied a tie before. Um, so I'd never be able to help this poor kid. Um, but he took the time out of his schedule to be able to go and help this poor little white boy get his tie fixed. If you can see the video, I'll post it. It's really cute. Um, I like it. So that's the first story that I have. And then the second one that I have is um, about uh, <laughs> this poor dude. Um, a man's $600 mistake nearly cost him big. Um, and I'm pretty sure that, yeah, this has a video too, so I don't have to read the whole story. When it comes to a quick bite to eat after work. It's just easy. It's comfort. It's familiar. It's what, you know, we had growing up. Craig Polk likes to hop over to the Long John Silvers at I-10 and Days of Awa. He grabs a drink, picks a table, and takes a certain precaution with his partial denture before every first bite. I had my front tooth broken about five years ago, and it's just something I've never gotten accustomed to. It's exactly what goes down on August 21st. But after this meal, Craig says something just feels off. I got to the car and I was like, something's wrong, something's missing. And it took a second, it finally clicked, and I realized I had thrown my partial away. A potential $600 mistake. Not to mention the time without his tooth to make a new one. The 44-year-old is convinced he needs to dig through the trash, but the assistant manager wouldn't have it. I had asked her if she could give me the bag of trash and I would just take it and be on my way. 
and did, you know, search for it myself. She said, no, I'll get it, you know. And I said, no, really, that's okay. You don't have to do that. And she said, no, no, I insist. 62-year-old Stella Magano put on her gloves, rolled out the trash can, and sifted through a pile of grease and leftovers to retrieve a stranger's personal belongings. I was so embarrassed in the moment, but I'm very appreciative of what she did for me. That brings us to our Cash for Kindness surprise. Ready? Here we go. Good, how are you? Good. Did you have a minute? Uh, sure. Hi there. Are you Stella? I'm Stella. Stella Ryan Wolf from Fox San Antonio. Hi. Nice to see you. Come over here. I'm not shocked. You're not even looking right now. I'm, I'm, it's my day off, but I came uh, for Craig. What did Craig tell you? He said, hey, I have a, a group of people, and we're going to have a late lunch. And I said, okay, it's my day off, but I'll, I'll be here. Uh, I just wanted to thank you, Stella, um, your kindness um, and my gratitude. You know, I couldn't express for what you did. You know, Thanks, Mike. Thank you, VP. For a stranger. So I had to call my friend Ryan here so that he could let San Antonio know, you know, what kind of person you are and show that there's still good people out there in the world that, that are kind. And I know how it is uh, to, to lose something and no one wants to help and and you know we're we were all like that we would have all done that because that's the kind of people that we have working here at our store you dump your trash yes i don't know if i would dig through trash as a matter of fact i don't even like to take out the trash so you took it to the next level we think that should be rewarded in my pocket is a stack of 100 dollar bills from fox sa and veteran air who sponsors cash for kindness 600 700 800, 900, 1,000 dollars. How do you feel right now? Uh, welcome, P-E-U-U-H-E-R-P. You have tears in your eyes. I do. Why? No one's ever done this for me before. What do you feel like? Uh, emotional. <laughs> Happy. Any one of us would have done this for him. Anyone. And this is great. So that's my second good story. And I didn't even know that some um, news stations do that, you know, that they, um, you know, they went, they went and uh, gave her money for, because he took the time to write in something nice about um, her and what she did for him. So um, I think that's awesome. See, it didn't take anything for him, but to the time to write something in order to say thank you for what she did for him. So it's just little things like that, that if we continue to do these things, it'll override some of this hate in the world that we have. Um, the next story that I have, um, I'm gonna have to read because there was no <laughs> video, but this is um, another one. If, if you have money and you're listening out there, Billionaires managed to give away, a billionaire manages to give away his entire fortune during his lifetime. And it's um, the story of renowned Irish American entrepreneur and philanthropist. There's a lot of big words in here. Hi, Joe Will. Um, Charles Francis Chuck Finley, who selfishly dedicated his entire personal fortune to global phil philanthropy during his lifetime, peacefully passed away on October 
ninth in San Francisco at the age of 92. Um, and it went on to talk about how um, he dispensed over 8 million in grants across five continents. Um, Bill Gates hailed him as the ultimate example of giving while living. Um, I had no idea that uh, that never changed in my mind that you should use your wealth to help people, Finley wrote in his um, biography. Try it. You'll like it, he added. It's much more fun to give away while you're alive than to give when you are dead. Um, welcome, Emmy Bear. Finley Humble's beginnings during the Great Depression, growing up with Irish-American parents who instilled strong values and strong work ethic, never left him even as he achieved great success in the business world. Finley made much of his fortune after co-founding Duty Free Shop Shops, um, a chain of duty-free airport stores specializing in luxury goods. In 1982, Finley and his family established the Atlantic Foundation and later transferred all of his business and assets to it. By the time um, the foundation was dissolved in 2020, um, Atlantic had dis um, dispersed over $8 million in grants, primarily in regions such as the United States, uh, the Republic of Ireland, Britain, North Ireland, Australia, South Africa, Vietnam, Bermuda and Cuba. According to Forbes, Finley gave $3.7 billion to education, more than $807 million went to human rights, and more than $7 million in gifts to health. So um, yeah, that's awesome to see and hear when um, it's somebody that has the money to be able to do those things. You know what I mean? Uh, like the other ones, they were all just little things that any of us can do. This guy had the money to be able to do that. And, and he did instead of selfishly holding on to it himself and being greedy. You know, there's too many um, people like that, that you see nowadays, you don't see or hear, at least you don't hear a lot about the ones that do give away and do um, do a lot for good and not for bad. So, yay. I like that story. Um, the next one I have. Oh, shoot. That was on there, too. Um, let's see. I'm going to try to see if it'll come back up. Um, oh, good. Here. The piggy. Let me see. Piggy cuddlers. Where is that story? Oh, piggy cuddlers. There's an animal sanctuary that's looking for piggy cuddlers, you guys. If you're anywhere, um, oh gosh, where was it? South Carolina. Um, in close to South Carolina, Cotton Branch Farm Animal Sanctuary is a safe haven for abandoned, abused, and neglected and elderly pigs. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I just don't know. Um, while there are many shelters and rescue organizations for animal companions, such as cats and dogs and wildlife, there is a lack of sanctuaries for pigs. We exist to help those animals, says the nonprofit. Cotton Branch recently posted a Facebook advertisement in search for piggy colors. Do you want to help make a huge difference in the life of pigs and Cotton Branch? Come help socialize with adoptable residents so they can move into an adoption program with 
ease. Belly scratches, cookies, sitting with, even just talking to our pig friends can get them ready for their new home. And I guess um, Kelly Clarkson heard about it. And so uh, I guess she has a talk show and um, she was talking to them on the talk show and, and has spread the news. So and I'll post it if anybody's close to South Carolina and wants to go cuddle a pig. Um, you could go do it. I don't know. I'd go see him for sure. But I know <laughs> that's all I could think about. His smell is bacon, bacon, bacon. But um, you know, a lot of people do have them. That's why. And I wonder if they, when they get, you know, they buy them when they're small, and then they don't stay small, and then they just keep getting bigger and bigger in your house. Um, yeah. Poor little pigs. I, I, I don't. If you're going to adopt an animal, be it a pig, a dog, or a cat, make sure that you really think you can follow through with it um, and not just get them and then have to get rid of them because that's, that's no bueno. That's not good. I know sometimes it happens and you have to. I understand that. But I mean, I know when COVID happened, tons of people got animals and then when they started going back to work, a lot of animals were back in the shelter. So, and if you can foster animals too, I've done that in the past and it is, um, it's a lot of fun. It's a lot of work and it, it's sad to me. It, it kind of made me sad. I didn't want to give her up, you know, when the family, um, came to adopt her, I didn't want to give her up. I wanted to keep her and Lewis said, no, <laughs> we can't have another dog. Um, at that time we couldn't. So if you can go ahead and do that, I, I, it's worth it. All right. Moving on to your fact of the day. Um, the universe is full of pointless, but endless amusing tidbits about life. And here's one. Good morning to you, Emmy Bear. Good to see you. Um, fact of the day. So did you know that tonic water glows a fluorescent blue color in UV light? Um, this is because of cunine. I think that's how you say it. It's Q-U-I-N-I-N-E, cunine, the substance responsible for tonic water's um, bitter taste. The cunine absorbs the fluorescent light, then it releases it, which creates the glowing effect. So I had to look it up and see if this cunine is good for you. Um, and it actually, it is to a point, and I'm sure the amount that's in the, in the tonic water, I'm, I don't take, I don't know all this. I'm just thinking that there wouldn't be a lot in there that it would hurt you, but I don't know. It says cunine is a substance that comes from the bark of a cinnamon, cinnamon tree. It is a common treatment for malaria. Cunine may also have some benefits for your health, such as reducing the symptoms of arthritis and muscle cramps. However, um, some side effects such as nausea, headache, and ringing in your ears can take place. But um, again, I don't know how much you have to ingest for that to happen. Hi, Moshir. Good to see you. Um, so yeah, and I when it when I was reading about it glowing and stuff, and I'm like, I just read about that. I just read about this cunine, um, and it was about um, arthritis having to do with arthritis. So it's kind of worth looking into. And I, what's the difference between tonic water and like 
regular bubbly water. Is tonic water like flatter? Is that what I'm thinking? Um, is there any bartenders out there or anybody that knows? Because I think um, like, you know, like when I say bubbly water, I'm, I'm talking like Perrier or, you know, things like that. That has a lot of bubbles in it. Is tonic water less of the carbonation? I don't know. So um, interesting. Um, but it says tonic water, not the other one. It's specifically tonic water that glows with a fluorescent light. Um, let's see what Mike says. A bitter carbonated soft drink made with curing used especially as mixers with gin and liquor. Um, originally used to stimulate our appetite and digestion. Yeah. If I drank enough, would I? I don't know. That's what I'm wondering. I kind of want, and where do you get a UV light? Where do, are you... I don't know. I want to check this out. I want to know, but I did read about it. Um, the, the cuning, how it helps with arthritis. So it's interesting. We got to look more into this. Got to look more into this. Um, all right. So yes, I started to play this earlier. Um, sad news. I used to love this show. Uh, used to add bubbly fit. Oh, see, Mike. Oh, it's so sad. You know, she looked good. Uh, she really looked good. Um, she was 76 years old. She ended up passing away the day before her 77th birthday. Um, and uh, they said that she was surrounded by, you know, her immediate family because they all came because they were going to celebrate her birthday the next day. So, um, I mean, I guess that's the way to go is to be around the people that you love. It doesn't say um, anything about her that, it was, you know, she suffered for um, breast cancer for a long time, but it was 23 years, I believe, that she was in remission. Um, so it's really sad, but she lived a long life and she, she really looked good. She really looked good. And I don't know if she had, um, any plastic surgery or anything, but she really did look good. So, um, rest in peace, Miss Suzanne Summers. You will be missed. Um, it's so sad. It just seems like, um, Suzanne Summers, Mike, hi, hi, hi. Sometimes. Sometimes, Mike. <laughs> Suzanne Summers, Three's Company, the theme I just played. <laughs> yes, Mr. Mike. <laughs> she passed away, and I believe it was on Saturday. Because um, it, what is today? Today is this, no, today's the 16th. Um, today would have been her 77th birthday. So it would have been Sunday that she passed away. Today would have been her birthday. Um, so rest in peace, Miss Suzanne Summers. You will be missed. Um, she did really, they were talking about her this morning on one of the radio stations and they were saying how, um, you know, her role that some of the, her other 
co-hosts were got mad because her popularity she became so popular so fast and there was different times where they were going to do um photo shoots of the whole cast and they ended up not wanting the whole cast and just wanting her so she ended up quitting and then that's when she did the thigh master and then she was just all after that you know forget it i had a thigh master i want it Oh, I gave it away as a as a white elephant gift for me. <laughs> I had a thigh master and I and I gave it away. They thought that was the best gift ever. So um, they really did work those thigh masters. If you ever tried one, <laughs> they really worked. So yeah, oh, makes me sad. All right, so in um, national holidays today, Mike, there's a few cat holidays. There is. For feral cat day is does feral cat mean they're just wild cats just out in the wild were they just you know somebody's pets at one time and then somebody just let them loose out in the wild and now they're feral cats going around mating is that what they're what they're calling feral cats well let's see dina joe just read about the day <laughs> uh the alley cat strut and get your feline friends together it says do the alley cat strut. This is the day to celebrate cats of all stripes, no matter where they call home. Feral cats have been um, stigmatized uh, the world over, but thanks to this holiday, we can change how we see those lovable nomads. Um, I don't know. There was one, um, and I don't know if he was wild or if he was somebody's cat at one time, but he was, you would see him out in the field behind, and this cat had the longest hair and he was huge. I mean, you could see him from my top story of my house. He was that big and he would go and roam the neighborhood and stuff. And he was always really a cute cat and people would talk to him and feed him and stuff but he was always well groomed for the how long his hair was that's how we kind of thought maybe he was somebody's cat but he never had a collar on um and we haven't seen him in a while so i'm hoping a fox didn't get him but um they're not tamed or domesticated unneutered yeah they go around mating um right they go around making babies and doing the alley cat strut causing mayhem in the streets yeah um oh so feral cat day and then there was another cat day let's see eight uh oh bonkers give me this date the 16th um global cat day educating engaging and empowering people to defend and protect cats is the right thing to do. Yeah. What, why do we have to have a global cat day for people to say, be nice to cats, just be nice to animals and um, at all. I mean, but there's weird people out there. So I guess that's what they're talking about. I have two cats. Emmy Bear says, oh, cute. I have, well, I had two dogs. I have dogs. I've always, always a cat girl growing up. I would bring home cats. I'd bring home people's cats and tell my mom, I found a cat. I found a cat, mom. And she's like, go let it go. It's somebody's cat. It has a collar on. You can't just bring home people's cats. I would do it all the time. I'd bring home kittens all the time. I loved cats. I don't know how I became a dog person. I think um, when I got married, my ex-husband said he was allergic to cats, but that was, that was a big fat lie because he brought home a cat one day. <laughs> and then um, 
Lewis says that he's semi-allergic to cats, which I believe because our neighbors had cats. And when we would go over there, um, he would get, his eyes would get all buggy and stuff. So um, I believe him because Aaron always wanted a cat. So I believe Lewis, but my ex-husband, no, he, he was playing with a cat. He didn't have no dang allergic reaction to cats. He was just lying. Um, all right, more. Let's see what else there is. Um, it's dictionary day. Does anybody ever use a dictionary anymore? I do on the computer. I have one that's, I have a book book, but I haven't used it in forever because it's so much easier just to um, either ask Alexa how to spell something or um, look it up. Uh, let's see. It's also National Bosses Day. So if you're a boss, oh, BP's allergic to work. I tell him, Dina Joe said, you need to have five days off to get that allergy out of you, <laughs> to get a little break. <laughs> so um, it's National Bosses Day. So if you like your boss or just, you know, if you don't be nice to them anyway. And if you're a boss, happy Bosses Day. Uh, National Department Store Day. Get ready to explore your department store and, and their fascinating history. I don't know about that. And then it's also National Eddie Day, National Elaine Day, National Trey Day. Uh, yep, yeah, all those days. Um, I don't know an Eddie or an Elaine or a Trey. I had to think about that. Because, <laughs> oh, happy see you're a boss. Happy day, BP. Um, I have to think about that because the one day I'm like, I don't know any Tims and, and I do know a Tim very, very well. <laughs> Only I don't call him that ever. But I was like, oh my gosh, you dingbat. Ding, dingling. Um, all right. Um, and then let's see, National Veterans Barbecue Day. Um, I think this is a this is a good day. I've never heard of it before, but it says to treat your vet the veterans around you with a smoking barbecue cookout and drinks on this day. Oh, and it's World Allergy Day. So there you go, BP. You're allergic to work. We understand. Um, so there are your national holidays. Oh, I have a few minutes before we get into double play um, Monday. Uh, so there was a story I found of these mishmashes of food. Um, and some of them are just <laughs> interesting. Um, this one is typical. Um, this is the very first one that they start off with is there's nothing wrong with this one, peanut butter and jelly. Um, I don't see what's weird about that. But then they start getting into um, this one. Ground chipotle peppers on vanilla ice cream with sprinkles of sea salt. Um, chipotle vanilla ice cream is a combination that, while different, sounds like something that a chef at a high-end restaurant might think of um, as the ice as a pricey menu. It says um, item on the menu. Um, it looks it looks like it has pop rocks on it. That's what it looks like. It looks like ice cream with pop rocks on it. So it doesn't look bad. Um, <clears throat> it sounds interesting. It sounds like it would even it out. You know what I mean? The chipotle pepper with the vanilla ice cream. So yeah, it doesn't sound terrible. Um, this one doesn't sound terrible either. Um, banana, it says bananas with bones is what this person called it. And they said that their um, grandma would stick um, 
pretzel, you know, the pretzel sticks <clears throat> through slices of bananas and have her grandkids eat them that way because of the salty and the sweet. And I think that sounds kind of good. That one doesn't sound bad either. Um, this one doesn't sound bad either. I'm dipping your fries in just about anything. They have cheese sauce on it. Um, okay, where are the weird, weird ones? Okay, this one sounds different. Popcorn mixed with Sour Patch Kids. Um, hmm. That one, again, it's not horrible. Then we get into some weird ones. Um, now tell me if you guys have ever tried either the Marmite or the Veggie Mite. Have you guys ever tried any of those? Um, I haven't. And it says it, it's a savory paste made of brewer's yeast. The Marmite is from Britain and the Vegemite is from Australia. Um, and they just say putting it on anything, especially toast, um, that most people would not like them. Um, yes, another Marmite fan pumps <clears throat> are two pieces of toast, one with Marmite and the other with um, jam pressed together and then eaten and then separated and eaten separately. Nope. <laughs> I know. I don't know about that one either. <clears throat> um, this one. I thought of you, Bam Bam, um, French toast without cinnamon sugar, but with ketchup instead. Why? <laughs> I know the Canadians like ketchup. That's why I thought about you. But why? I don't know. I wouldn't. Sorry, but no, no, no. I can't think of um, French toast with anything other than syrup on it. So no, that's a big no for me. Um, um, this one sounded weird. Uh, Cheerios with orange juice instead of milk. So you use the orange juice like you would the milk. And I guess if you have problems with dairy, but still, it just kind of throws your brain off because you're not used to that, you know, so you automatically think, oh no, that sounds totally weird. Um, let's see what the next one is. Um, oh, <laughs> baked beans, mayo, and horseradish on toast. Um, yeah, I don't know. I know that they do, and it doesn't say that this is an English thing, but I know that they do eat a lot of beans and like, if, and for breakfast, they have the beans for breakfast in England a lot, the baked beans. So maybe it's just an England thing. They had a cereal made for just using orange juice. You know what? And that wasn't too long ago, wasn't it, BP? Now that you say that, I kind of remember. I kind of remember that. I'm talking about that on the show um, last year. And I think you might have brought it up. Um, I can't remember which one it was. But yeah, I kind of remember that now. Um, hmm. Oh, banana soup, it says. Yeah, I don't think so. Uh, the user wrote, replacing banana soup is a vegan style soup that uses bananas, nut milk, vegetables, vegetable broth, and curry. Um, and then you garnish it with mashed garlic and pistachios. No, no, no. That, no. Uh-uh. That just sounds, that just sounds really really disgusting to me. Oh man. No, 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 no. That we're going to leave it on that one. Yeah. That was banana soup. All that huge mixture of stuff. Yeah. Banana soup, um, bananas, nut milk, vegetables, 
vegetable broth and curry and topped with, with mashed garlic and pistachios. Oh, oh. <laughs> right. That sounds so gross. Hi, crazy lady. Good to see you. Okay. With that, with that, we are going to... So you can have two songs from each artist. Uh, oh, that means it sounds like something you would actually vomit. Like I've had these three things all through the last week and I just upchucked them. Yeah, banana soup. Exactly. That sounds so gross. Yuck. All right. So moving on, moving on. We're going to start with um, The Cure, one of my favorite bands ever two songs by them. The first one is Boys Don't Cry. Um, so a little history on that song. This song is about maintaining the manly image and hiding your tears behind your eyes. Tough guys don't always get the girl, it says. The Cure formed in the torn and fray London suburb of Crawley, where the sensitive side was not always appreciated. This song didn't go over well with some of the hardened punks that came to their shows, but the band remained unwavering in their approach and made a strong connection with legions of fans. Released in June of 1979, it wasn't a hit at that time, but in 1986, a new version was issued as a single, oops, forgot to turn that down, in which the original track was remixed and vocals recorded. This time it reached number 22 in the UK track. Charts. Here is the cure. Boys don't cry. Sorry if I thought that it would change your mind. But I know that this time I have said too much to cry. I try to laugh about it, covering it all up with lies. I try to laugh about it, I am the tears in my eyes, cause boys don't cry. Welcome, GGG. Broad, welcome. Thank you, Emmy Bear. 
That's Boys Don't Cry, the cure of the album. Single, actually, 1986. So the second song that I have um, by The Cure is for you, Mike. Love Cats. Um, it's a single. It's about the joy of a relationship and the strong connection between two people. The singing um, mentions how we move like cagely tigers, showing that the couple is constantly pushing and challenging each other in a playful manner. The lyrics also mention how they should have each other for dinner and then curl up by the fire and sleep for a while, showcasing the comfort and security the couple can experience together. Here they are, The Cure with Love Cats. Yeah. 
Knock is the cure with Love Cat, single 1983. All right, we're going to move on to a little new order, two by them. The first one I have is Blue Monday, and then the second is True Faith. Uh, first, a little bit about Blue Monday. The song is a reference to the popular term for experiencing a post-weekend feeling of melancholy and depression. Okay. The lyrics look at the feelings of anxiousness and detachment a person may feel when faced with seemingly insurmountable obstacles in life. The song speaks of being disappointed in oneself and in the world and longing for a better future. Oh, that's where hope comes in. Um, here is Blue Monday um, by New Order. It's upbeat for being depressing, I guess. <laughs> Welcome, U-S-U-R-B-U-B-Z-V. Thank you, BP. Thank you. 
continues for a while it's seven minutes and 31 seconds long so we're gonna stop that and go talk about the second song by new order and that is true faith um is called to uh the song is a call to resilience and optimism in the midst of challenging times the lyrics describe the speaker's sense of freedom and struggling he is facing he is determined to find hope and to cling to his faith and in the future, despite the hardships he is experiencing. Um, the repeated chorus speaks to the struggles of finding the strength to keep pushing forward and the optimism and depending on the morning sun to bring him hope and solace. So here is True Faith on the second song by New Order. M-U-Q-G-T-F-Q-H-E. And that is off of um, the album Substance in 1987. We're going to move on 
I'm to a little Echo and the Funny Man. Um, I love these guys too. Um, the first song is The Cutter. The second one is Lips Like Sugar. So first, a little bit about The Cutter. It explores themes of personal growth, self-reflection, and the struggle to escape one's own limitations. The lyrics present a combination of uh, enigmatic imagery and introspective questions that invite listeners to ponder their own identity and potential. Um, the chorus emphasizes the importance of self-empowerment um, and not settling for mediocrity, the act of conquering myself until I see another hurdle approaching, suggests the continuous process of self-improvement and growth. Isn't that the truth. You go hit one hurdle and another one comes. So it's life. The phrase, not just another drop in the ocean, um, reinforces the desire to stand out and make a meaningful impact rather than being lost among the masses. So here is Echo and the Bunny Men, the cutter. <laughs> Oh, what's the finger? 
What's up? song by Echo and the Bunnymen, The Potter. Flip back here real quick off the album Porcupine in 1983. All right, the second song, Lips Like Sugar, is a song about desire and longing and the perfect fleeting moment when two people come together as one. Just like that. The lyrics talk about how the, the desire is made all the more intense by the beauty of the person he is longing for. She floats like a swan, grace on water, lips like sugar, lips like sugar. The lyrics describe the fleeting moment when they share a moonlight. She'll ask and you'll give her. And the metaphor of the river running between them suggests their uncertain future. So here it is. Lips like sugar, echo in the bunnyman. I know, we all missed that girl. I'll tell her you said that. Well, you just missed the cure, Billy D. them too. Ah, high school memories. Thank you. 
Thank you, BP. Thank you, Bailey B. Sugar Echo and the Bunny Men. Echo and the Bunny Men, 1987. Oh, I love those guys. We're going to move on to two from the English beat, I Confess, and Mirror in the Bathroom. Um, first, a little bit about I Confess. Dave Walkling, Wakeling, who was the keyboard player and singer of the English beat, wrote the lyrics to this song. He said, I used to love listening to people's conversations on buses. And in order, I suppose, um, to make it appear more confessional and more personal, I would often mess with which person it was written about, whether it was I or he or she. I confess was only par partly autobiographical. Biag you know what I'm trying to say. It's not coming out, though. A lot of other references point to the story I'd seen in a magazine about how a guy screwed his wife's sister on their wedding night. What? That was taking it a bit too far. Um, but it made me think that how people can get very sorry for themselves in a sort of situation, regardless of their own actions. And so two things in in. And so two things in that that were really personal for me was that I found that I ruined three lives, but I didn't care till I found out that one of them was mine. Dang, that was a crazy story. Anyway, here is the English beat with I Confess. Dang. <laughs> I loved these guys too, but I don't know about your stories. Just out of spite. Here we go. I'm 
Confessed by the English beat. We're going to move on to their second song, Mirror in the Bathroom. And um, overall, it delves into the idea of self perception, self obsession, and the potential de detrimental effects that constant self reflection can have on one's mental well being. All those big words in one sentence, and I got through it. It invites listeners to reflect on their own relationship with self-image and the impact it may have on their life. So here is Mirror in the Bathroom, the English Beat. Hi, Tulin. How are you? Thank you, BP. I hope that you are well. You and me, can I take you to a restaurant that's not fast tables? You can watch yourself while you are eating.
some more of that is the English beat mirror in the bathroom off the album I just can't stop it 1980 all right we're gonna move on to oh no don't cut oh I hate when it does that um a couple b52s rock lobster and love shack all right rock lobster many b52 songs have fun whimsical lyrics and this is one of them it is about a beach party where someone encounters a rock lobster which is also known as a crayfish but that wouldn't sound as good um and hijinks ensues fred snyder of the b52s stopped eating crustaceans at the age of four after going crabbing with his family in New Jersey and watching the crabs get boiled alive, he explains in the video he narrated for people uh, um, for the ethnic treatment of animals that he got the idea for this song when he was at an Atlantic disco call, um, called 2001, where the projector displayed images of lobsters on the grill. He thought, rock this, rock that, rock lobster, and the band jammed, and the title was Rock Lobster was created. So here they are, Rock Lobster. <laughs> Hi, Peggy. Welcome. volume down, so thank you. Welcome. 
Bye. That is a bit of the Rock Lobster. The Rock Lobster by B-52s off the album. B-52s, 1979. All right, we're going to stop that. I don't know why. Every time I stop it, it plays it again. Um, love chat, B-52s, and then I have um, one for Bam Bam. Here is, um, let's see. Um, love Shack. We've talked about this a bunch of times, um, about it's a place where they, like a little Love Shack where they would go and party in Georgia, I believe. Um, and one of the most famous breakdowns in pop music comes near the end of the song when the music stops and Fred Schneider asks, you're what? And um, Cindy Wilson replies with one of the most famous misinterpreted lines in pop music as she wails tin roof rusted. The line is commonly misheard often as something like Henry's busted. Okay. <laughs> Here is uh, the B-52s Love Shack. Baby, I'm sorry. 
Welcome, BBVR WMQI. Thank you, BP. Everybody get up and do the bedrock twitch. Oh, thank you, BP. You're the best. B-52s. Thank you, BP. Oh, I can't wait. I'm twitching, bam, bam. Let's get out of this mood. 
Don't drink and paddle. That is the Flintstone twist. Twitch. Sorry. Twitch. Yay. Thank you, Bam Bam. That made me smile. That just brightened my day. Um, and we're going to leave on that note. And I'm going to say the couple extra songs that I have for um, next Monday. Um, this Wednesday, I am doing the soundtrack to Halloween two and it's the remake halloween two i got very confused because there's the rob zombie presents halloween two and then halloween two and i'm not watching any of them but <laughs> i got confused but it's the rob zombie ish one is the music i'm playing is from that one hopefully that makes sense because i was really confused about it all but we'll get through it that'll be on um wednesday and then friday is more halloween-ish music um we'll be doing that throughout the rest of october so um yeah thank you guys for being here let me find my magical spell if i can get oh oh there we go did i get you in time oh man uh okay here we go <laughs> that's okay be the reason someone smiles let your smile change the world but don't let the world change your smile and if nobody's told you i love you guys and appreciate you guys bunches and i really do um it helps me get through so much and i just love you guys please pass about the page and the other pod being podcast to promote their podcast on it um, yes, I will get the information. Um, BP set up a page, um, a Facebook page, and it is a Podbean Podcast Nation, and mine was the first one posted on it. Thank you so much. Um, and so we'll get that information so we can pass it along for anybody else um, to put their stuff on there. So, all right. Thank you, BP. You're the best. You are awesome. Um, and so let me get this on here. This Hi guys, I will see you on Wednesday. Be safe out there, watch each other's back, and love the people that are around you. Okay? I say so. I love you too, Mike. Thank you. Bye, Tulin, Billy